This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. Flooding is a problem that plagues the state of West Virginia, but a resiliency officer is now designated to help the state recover. It would have the right people in place with the right knowledge and the right responsibilities to be able to respond more quickly to the next flood or, or natural disaster of any kind. That story and more coming up this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. A public hearing later today focuses on a bill to forbid government limitations on the exercise of religion. Randy Yowie has more. Delegate Jonathan Pinson, a Republican from Mason County, is lead sponsor of House Bill 3042, the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. Pinson says the law would establish a judicial test if a government action would substantially burden a person's exercise of religion. A county or municipality passes a law. This provides a compelling interest test that would examine that in order to make sure that we are protecting the religious convictions of our constituents. Lawmakers opposed to the bill say religious freedom is already guaranteed by the First Amendment and have concerns that the bill would nullify anti-discrimination protections enacted by West Virginia cities. House Bill 3042 was advanced by the Judiciary Committee to the House floor. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Randy Yowie in Charleston. Activists with the Poor People's Campaign are calling for a federal investigation into West Virginia's jails following a rising number of reported deaths. Shepard Snyder has more. The campaign announced its intentions to ask the U.S. Department of Justice's Civil Rights Division to investigate the state's jail system during a virtual press conference Thursday. Co-chair William Barber said the organization is pushing for an investigation to spur the DOJ to address systemic issues at a national level. We don't know how far it will go, but we know that the federal government has the power and the ability to expand wherever this investigation takes them, and we certainly will endorse that as well. There were 13 reported deaths at the Southern Regional Jail in 2022, with more than 100 deaths in the state's regional jail system within the past decade. A federal class action lawsuit was also filed against the regional jail last September. For West Virginia Public Broadcasting, I'm Shepard Snyder in Martinsburg. Heavy rainfall late last week prompted Governor Jim Justice to declare a state of emergency for all 55 counties in West Virginia. For the legislature today, Caroline McGregor spoke with Delegate Clay Riley, a Republican from Harrison County, and Senator Chandler Swope, a Republican from Mercer County, to see what the legislature can do about it. Uh, Senator Swope, I'll I'll start with you, if you don't mind. Um, Last Friday, you introduced a bill, um, 677, Senate Bill 677. The bill essentially clarifies the roles and responsibilities of the state resiliency officer um, and it ensures that the state is better prepared for to address flooding moving forward. If you could, would you just you know, tell me a little bit about how deeply this bill goes into um, you know, involving the state in flood control measures? The genesis of this whole program started about 2019 when we had been three years since the 2016 flood, we had $300 million of FEMA and HUD money and virtually none of it had been spent because the state wasn't prepared with a structure to respond to to natural disasters. And 
So the governor created a flooding committee to, to put legislative oversight over the progress of that function. And he appointed, he made it a joint committee with representation from the Senate and from, from the House. Uh, Dean Jeffries was co-chair of the flooding committee and I was co-chair of the, uh, from, from the House and I was co-chair from the Senate. And so that created a follow-up or, or legislative oversight of the recovery from the 2016 flood. Uh, it took some time to, to respond to that because we didn't have state agencies. There are multiple state agencies and multiple federal agencies that have to cooperate together uh, in order to execute, follow all the rules and all that. Well, over the last three years, we were able to get significant progress done on that and we're not 100% complete, but nearly completed. Well, two years ago, the governor created the Resilience Committee out of the needs of the FUD Committee, and their mission was to create a, an administrative program, both at the state and federal level, that would have the right people in place with the right knowledge and right responsibilities to be able to respond more quickly to the next flood or, or natural disaster of any kind. And so the, the Resilience Committee was created, but we didn't have an organizational structure for that. We created a committee. Uh, we had a small amount of funding where we could hire a few people and try to put together a plan. And the Resilience Committee has a very high-level board of directors on the behalf of the state, which are mostly cabinet-level people. Uh, and so we began that mission of trying to define a standard operating procedures, if you will, uh, but there was no legislative organizational structure for how that mission would be executed. And the, the Pew Institute or Pew Charitable Trust helped a lot in creating, they already knew a lot of the language that we would need to create that organizational structure. So Senate Bill 677 provided that organizational structure with divine the responsibilities and uh, the resources and so it put an organizational structure in place that we can build this mission of responding more promptly and, and more reliably to the next natural disaster. Okay. Um, Delegate Riley, just um, a quick question for you. As co-chair of the Joint Legislative Oversight Commission on State Water Resources, explain your role in <coughs> flood mitigation efforts, if you would, please. Uh, thank you, Caroline. Yes, so I am co-chair with Senator Randy Smith of the State Water Resources Commission. And so we look at water from a holistic perspective. So not only the the storm water and the amount of precipitation that comes in, but also water withdrawals, water recharge. So if it's anything related to the natural water resource, uh, that's within the purview of the State Water Resources Commission. So we've done a number of interim studies and interim hearings on storm water from MS4. Uh, we've had water quality type uh, interim hearings, as well as understanding, you know, in concert with the flooding committee of the impacts of the storm water and the increase, some of the increased rainfall that we've seen over the past couple of years. Okay. And I believe that you have actually, have you actually introduced the bill, House Bill 2955? Yes, House Bill 2955. So what House Bill 2955 does is currently encode municipalities and counties are able to handle stormwater through a stormwater utility. This bill allows them to work collectively together to form a joint board, so it's, gov it's a government efficiency board. You know, watersheds don't follow city boundaries, they don't follow county right. boundaries, so it gives them a, a, an avenue to be able to work together so we most efficiently can solve 
the stormwater problem and this flooding problem. So if there's, you know, a water a suit or watershed that's coming into a city from outside in the county area that has some obstructions that's causing some floodings, it, it allows them to work together to be able to solve that more efficiently. So that's what that bill does. That was Delegate Clay Riley and Senator Chandler Swope speaking with Caroline McGregor for the legislature today. To hear the rest of that interview, visit our website at wvpublic.org. Tune in every evening, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. on radio and television to get updates on the legislative session. This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Teresa Wills. It's 752. Becoming mostly sunny today and breezy, high temperatures in the 40s. Tonight, partly cloudy with lows in the 20s and 30s. Tomorrow, a chance of rain, freezing rain or snow with mostly cloudy skies, highs in the 40s. Partly sunny and breezy Sunday with highs in the 40s. Support for the weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Taurus Save a Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at TaurusSaveAlaw.com. And by Segra, providing fiber-based communication solutions that give businesses the freedom to grow. More information at Segra.com. We have an encore episode of Mountain Stage this week featuring jazzy singer-songwriter Kat Edmondson. She performs a wonderful duo set accompanied by pianist Roy Dunlap. Our song of the week, Nobody Knows That, is a sweet and timeless love song from the perspective of a friend longing for more from a lover with another on their mind. Morning comes and you awake and think of her with every move you make. Nobody knows that but me. You're turning out your light You dream the day you're gonna hold her tight Nobody knows that but me I'm the one that you tell You say I understand you so well Well, I understand perfectly Cause you don't know 
But every day I'm wishing I could steal your heart away Nobody knows that but me You're not actually perfect You are so perfect to me And you don't know that in the end I was hoping We were more than friends Nobody knows that Nobody knows that That was Cat Edmondson performing Nobody Knows That on the Mountain Stage. To hear the full performance and more, tune in Saturdays at 6 and Sundays at noon right here on West Virginia Public Broadcasting. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day on our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. Appalachia Health News is a project of West Virginia Public Broadcasting with support from Charleston Area Medical Center and Marshall Health. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Yowie, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Teresa Wills. This is West Virginia Morning.